This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A three-and-a-half-month wait for a PE point at home comes to an end thanks to Troy Parrott's first Deepdale goal. That is how you take a penalty. All roads now lead to Hull, but a look back at the Hatters' clash first. Morning, Adam, or should I say good evening? You've gone through the night and watched day two of England-New Zealand. How are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad at the moment. I've not missed a ball yet. It's pretty sad, really, but... Um... No, Hard to explain. So. Now quite a seasoned, experienced watcher of England cricket in the middle of the night. And I can't really sleep when they're playing. And at the moment, of course, England are an incredible watch. So it's not even a chore to be up all night, really. So, yeah, I've enjoyed it. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How was quiz night? Well, heartbreak, really. Mm. Came runner-up. Oh. Um we even beat the uh, the usual big hitters, you know, dark the dark side. side and yeah. We even beat Where's Neil, who've been absolutely prolific in recent weeks. But uh, we got done by a new team at the at the bar. They were at the bar and they just looked a little bit too good. No, something oh. was was wrong. Something was rotten in the state of Denmark. Regards that team. <laughs> Yeah, we rattled off uh, each team's scores and that particular team asked asked the quizmaster to go back to them and then it just looked very, very suspect when they'd heard all the scores and they added two points on top of the leading at that point score. So, as you can imagine, as you know uh, all too well, George, it's an incredibly competitive quiz and we thought we'd done it. We don't often win. In fact, it's been it's been a couple of years since I was part of a winning team. So, yeah, it, it just fell flat. Having said that, I remember my team did win the bingo, which is always nice. Well, my mates would rather watch Love Island. So, as you can imagine, I'm not happy. Well, absolutely speechless. Yeah. Uh, no spoilers, obviously. Uh, no spoilers, because I'm... Uh, I'm <laughs> oh, you're going to watch it. <laughs> Big time, yeah. But... Uh, 
Yeah, that's just completely out of order, isn't it? Rubbish. You, know, you could just record it and watch. Yeah. And just not check your phone if you're worried about spoilers. Mm. Yeah, that's deeply disappointing. I even I even missed the darts on a Thursday night's a quiz, and that's that's not like me. So uh, a little bit more commitment required from those uh, from those members. Yeah, I think. for sure. Talking about dedication, a midweek episode. Getting quite keen on this, aren't we? Yeah. But, um... what, the, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> is anybody listening? I'm not sure. I've absolutely no idea. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you worry about that. I just I just ramble on with my nonsense, <laughs> and uh, well, I, I imagine it must be going okay. Otherwise, we wouldn't keep doing this. A point, Preston. I've got a point at Deepdale for the first time in three and a half months. Which I think fair to say, over them ninety minutes, you were leaving Deepdale on Wednesday night. Not content, but you left and you thought, well, we'll take that because that could have been a lot worse. Absolutely, it was a rot stopper, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want uh we didn't want the rot to well and truly set in and i suppose it hasn't ryan low and his team managed to avoid the rather you know embarrassing label of being and the team to lose six consecutive matches at home and they just narrowly avoided it by hook or by crook i must add it was it was hardly a vintage performance uh but you'd have to say that, uh, well, I speaking from my own opinion, I was pleased with the heart that the players showed when we went down to 10 men. Obviously, incredibly tricky uh, when you're not playing particularly well anyway. I mean, North End were poor with 11 men, and they were yeah. better with 10, which, uh, which is never a good sign, really, is it? Mm. But, you know, North End went down to 10, went behind, uh, and then they showed, you know, good levels of of credit to get themselves back in the game and, and avoid the feat, which which hasn't been easy at all at Deepdale. So and they deserve some kudos. Uh, the performance, once again, was substandard. And there's that ready-made excuse there, isn't there? They went down to 10 men, so you should be grateful. But, I mean, it was it was another pretty, you know, drab showing at Deepdale once again. But... Uh, yeah, we could just be pleased that we that we managed to get a point out of it against against the Luton team who were who were towards the uh, towards the higher echelons of the league. So I imagine they'll be leaving deep now, pretty miffed. pretty miffed, you know. Yeah, I went down to ten men and then took the lead. And you're thinking, well, they're just going to go on and win this game quite comfortably now. They missed a whole host of chances. They must have been absolutely tearing the hair out in that away end. And a couple of hundred hardy souls that travelled. But yeah, from our perspective, you take the point and run. Elijah had a bio was having one of them days where he probably wanted the pitch to just swallow him up because he could have played all night and not scored, couldn't he? Absolutely, yeah. But you could, you know, he's got all the ingredients there. He's a he's a good player. You could you could tell that uh, he's quick, strong, looked decent. Uh, but uh, he just had an off night. Luckily for us, mm. and luckily for the manager, because it could have turned pretty toxic. I don't know what time you got to your, your seat, but did you notice the change in songs? We had uh, Chumba Wumba about 10 minutes before. No, no, it was timed exactly as the players walked in from the warm-up, and I thought, that's got to have been planned. I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we reckon that Ryan Lowe likes to tinker with the playlist, doesn't he? So we also know that he's rather David Brent, and we saw that after the game as well. 
he's just very Brent like, isn't he, in the way that he likes to tinker yeah. with music and, and the his hard comments house heaven is a place on earth has got has got ditched. <laughs> a free yeah, that didn't diet. last overly long, did it? That no. uh, that sort of techno house iteration of of the champ for him. Yeah. It's all right in a packed Ibrox. They played it in Europe, but um, ten thousand at home to Norwich, not quite the same. No, the uh, well, the atmosphere at Deepdale tends to be slightly different to that of Ibrox, especially on one of those massive European nights. But mm. uh, yeah, I don't tend to have to pay that much attention to the pre-match playlist. But but I'm glad that you were uh, that you were uh, you know you had the time to listen out for that, George. Yeah, they walked out to just can't get enough as well. A bit more cheery than can't help falling in love. Maybe that's something else he's noted. But um, five changes, Cunningham, Potts, Fernandez, Whiteman, Parrot in. I thought the team just looked stronger. I know we ended up with 10, but I thought Potts, Whiteman and Fernandez were definitely going to come in on Wednesday. And then Lindsay hadn't had the best second half at Burnley. Cunningham had stepped in and done okay against Bristol and Delap wasn't superb either I thought one of him and, and Cannon might drop out so not particularly surprised to see those changes were you? No uh, I was pleased with them I was more I was more optimistic pre-kickoff when I read the team it just looks better balanced with sort of Brownie midfield I don't I don't mind uh, Brad Potts out of that right wing back necessarily really you know and then and then Scott Alvaro back in was good because he was the he was the bright spark on the night He's obviously got his, his well-documented weaknesses defensively. Having said that, he produced a good a, a good block on the line, wasn't it, uh, to deny? I think it was Adebayo's oh, uh, shot, wasn't it? I think it was Clark. header in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah um, that was going in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was good. Uh, he was good. It was, uh, it was Alvaro, uh, especially going forward. Uh, I quite enjoyed his foray into midfield, actually. Uh, Me too. He looked he didn't look out of place whatsoever in there, uh, but yeah, yeah, the team just looked better. And then, and the first half was was quiet. There wasn't a great deal to write home about. Luton were the better team. They missed some good chances. I was a little bit worried at half time that the ball just wasn't sticking whatsoever uh, with the front uh, with the front two. Uh, I appreciate the service isn't great, and they're up against experienced championship defenders. But you know. He's, you just like to see the ball stick a little bit more. It tended to bounce off them quite a lot, and uh, mm. it looked like it was going to be quite a long evening with the way that North End sit quite deep, and, and there was a, a gaping gap between the midfield and the forwards. So there wasn't a great deal of of respite, really. You know, losing control possession and control the game um, uh, in the first half. So and the red hard in some mental way, I suppose, helped us in the second. Nathan Jones actually, one of his, uh, oh yeah, one of his insane comments. The teams do actually tend to improve when they go down to ten, and, the, and it was in, it was in action at Deepdale on a on Wednesday. Yeah, it was a scrappy start, weren't it? Didn't really get hold of the game. Big gaps. Fernandez's runs were the only thing we had really, and then from twenty minutes onwards, they were just better, weren't they? Had three good chances. You're getting it half time and you're pretty uh you take going in at nil nil because they could have easily scored a couple. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we're the best. so we were more much happier team going in at half time. Despite being the the worst team uh on the pitch, they must have been scratching the head out, they weren't in front of the break. But yeah, I, was, I suppose we dodged a bullet all night in terms of their missed chances. You just had but the we, feeling, didn't you, with all the ones that were getting missed, we might just nick something. They managed to find a way again. 
Yeah, they did. By hook or by crook. You just thought that the game might have been over, really. So with 10 men, Lucian's goal was always coming. I think you put the group chat, didn't you, George, that, that you just yeah. knew it was coming. And I had the same thought. Um, and then it did. Um, and it only just went over the line as well. It's yeah, it's it's ridiculous to think that you know Luton had all those chances and they've only just slightly managed to get the ball over the line. But yeah, they deserve massive credit to go back into the game. They got the penalty and, and it was put home with a plum by Parrot. Enjoyed that. He was. That's how you take one, isn't it? That's how you take. Absolutely. A yeah. If I was to take a spot kick, I would. Uh, I would just drill it straight. Yeah, um, and hope for the best. So, because even if it. Even if the keeper correctly uh, guesses straight, then and they've still got a job to do to stop the ball when it's hit with that ferocity. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I always think that's the better method. But I actually thought, I thought the change was so odd. Uh, Woodburn for Potts, uh, but I thought I don't think anybody um, understood that, did they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely perplexing. But I thought it'd be quite ironic here that uh, that he's. It was a massive spot kick for Ryan Lowe, that. Um, yeah. It was quite ironic that his best taker of, of a pen was on the bench, and I thought... And the other be, one was sent off. Yeah, it would be it would be mental if um, if he lost his job because uh, he didn't put the right players on the pitch. But I suppose you can't legislate for a penalty. Uh, but I'd have put Johnson on the pitch, obviously, as we discussed on Monday's episode. But, um, yeah... It was a great penalty, uh, and he deserved it for his tireless effort in Parrot. So, uh, yeah, kudos to him. Hopefully, he can he can build on that and, and gain more confidence from it. Yeah, he does run himself into the ground, doesn't he? To be fair to him, forget he's twenty as well. Seems like he's been around for ages, but he's still a young lad. And you look at the strikers they had. Someone made a good point to. I think it might have been Andy from the BBC made a good point at half time. You looked at their strikers, like absolute monsters physically. And we have we have we are relying on kids up there at the minute, really, with Delap, Parrot, and Cannon and other good players. But can't be easy. Good, just good to see him grab the ball. I thought. I know. I think Ryan Lowe said after the game that Cannon was actually meant to be on it, but Parrot Parrot's got this wild look in his eye at times where you wouldn't take the ball off him. I don't think if he said he's having it. So <laughs> I think it's that Irish kind of yeah guy in his eye. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I like that. I like it a lot because it because it was under massive pressure. Had he missed that, I reckon the, I reckon the town especially would have absolutely imploded. There would have um, been a mass exodus, wouldn't there? People storming it. <laughs> oh. It would have been. It uh, went in anyway. Yeah. It would have been almost worth watching him miss to see the absolute <laughs> rage come. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, it went in and obviously uh, we then had a chance to go in front all of a sudden. That would have been crazy, wouldn't it? It would have gone off, wouldn't it? It would have gone yeah. absolutely off. It would have been a classic uh, town end sucking the ball into the net like they once did back in the yeah. day. But uh, I was talking about this pre-kickoff, tongue-in-cheek, obviously. And the town end used to be this hoover or this metaphorical vacuum just bringing yeah. the ball into the net. But at times, it's like... It's like blowing the ball away a little bit, like a like a leaf blower at times. <laughs> it's anger like a big and fan. angst all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the town and never change. Yeah, I've seen a few people saying they're going to move from there. There's some booze at nil nil. I know. I, I actually thought the crowd was quite understanding for the first half an hour. 
Uh, and then they just completely lost the plot of the town. And, and to be fair, you can't really blame them a great deal because it was incredibly annoying a lot of the time. Like just lo- just like sloppy passes. You could see some really apprehension, couldn't you? Just like poor touches, players unsure of themselves, not wanting to put a foot wrong. Yeah, the first a- half there was there was a distinct lack of of confidence, confidence coherence. It was yeah. um, it was almost like like they were scared to get the ball, uh, and that was and that was sort of highlighted by Woodman's kicking. It it just had that feel of you know frenetic, and uh, I don't think yeah. he kept the ball in play once when he kicked it. Which um, they didn't look like a team it, that had played together before, did they? Much at all? No. It's the kind of vibe he got. Yeah, they sort. And the performance just it just mirrored the feeling off the pitch a little bit, like just a little bit angsty and filled with trepidation. One player I thought did want the ball was McCann all night, and he won the ball back for that cannon chance. He stepped up in them last 10 minutes, I thought. He got man of the match. I would have given it Fernandez myself, but one thing he'll always do is run the hard yards for you and get stuck in when he's not the tidiest on the ball or most dangerous or anything like that, but... I feel like we could still get more out of Ali McCann if we set up in a, perhaps a different way. Yeah, he was good. Uh, but he got booked early. He's, he did well, obviously. Yeah, he, he gave a mouthful to, to Whiteman, didn't he? I think Whiteman lost the ball and then McCann got booked. Yeah, yeah weren't happy yeah. with that. Um, so that's always a good sign that he can keep his cool. Because it must have only been about 20 minutes on the clock when he got booked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I thought Brown was good as well in midfield. Um, I thought McCann and Brown... And with the standouts, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just runners, essentially, aren't they? Tireless, work hard, uh, and they're sort of everywhere. So, yeah, hopefully Brown can maintain his place in, the, in that midfield and, uh, and Potts can stay out on the right. Our wing-backs, maybe. I'm just thinking, maybe they show how tough it is to get decent ones, because if you had a player that was really good at both ends, they probably wouldn't be playing for us, would they? They'd probably be a winger yeah. in the Premier League or a full-back. Yeah, our win-backs... Um, I still think we could find like, better ones, but... Yeah, they like to prove how tough it is to defend, and they also like to prove how how t- tough it is to attack, um, which is never a great side for your win-backs, really, but um, Brady and, and Potts, I suppose, are the steadiest of, of what we've got, so we'll have to go with them, really. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Al... Alvaro in midfield uh, with Whiteman's absence. And if he's not going to play Johnson, I'd rather Alvaro play than Ledson, really. You know, he got his foot on the ball and it just looked like... He knows like he's good a, enough to take it. A and... footballer. Yeah. yeah. It was nice to like, let the ball not treat as a hot potato, really, uh, in the middle of the park, which it has been too often. I was thinking this earlier on, watching the cricket. Absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with Alvaro. Alvaro. I'm just going off on a complete tangent here. Uh, I was thinking that North End now... And more or less where the England test team was 12 months ago. Just turgid stuff. I see you for me and Tom Sibley. Was that 12 months yeah. ago? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. Was it? I was thinking, like, you can imagine Craig Overton in our midfield, couldn't you? And he was <laughs> he was bowling for England. Like, just boring stuff. Slow and uncreative. But now, obviously, England... You're turning up. You know you're going to see some cricket. You know it's going to be there, but you're not sure. There's going yeah, to get it's you, a... Get you going. Yeah, it is Craig Overton, isn't it? Just really unexciting stuff. And the Barbie Army have a, have a chant for him, don't they, to the tune of Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. <laughs> uh, and and uh, it's basically, 
Craig Overton, da, 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 da. Craig Overton, and I say, he's all right. Da, 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 da. And that's all he is. He's just all right. And that, uh, and I suppose that's what North End are. If you look at the league table, we're just all right. Yeah. Obviously, you'd have your supporters arguing that we're worse. But the point that I was trying to make, and to put a more optimistic spin on that, would be look at where the test team are now. Like, yeah. could North End be on the same narrative arc as England? It's quite funny. If people listen to this and never watch cricket and never watch Craig Overton, they'll be thinking, what the hell? <laughs> probably turned off. <laughs> what did you make of the red card? Excessive force might have been his downfall. He went in hard, didn't he? I've not watched it back, but I had I had scarce complaints on the evening. Um, I had a decent enough view of it. He, he just looked late, so he looked a little bit high, studs up. Mm. Just didn't. Justin, he just had all the uh, all the hallmarks of a classic red card. Yeah, player uh, stayed down, player surrounded. Off you go. I wouldn't the only say thing it I thought it. is he um, the, the ref took his time, didn't he? So I thought he might be on yeah. yellow. You get your refs who like to take the time, just revel in it and let it calm down, and then go bang with the expulsion tool. But <laughs> yeah, you also get, your refs who like to get in there straight away with a big get off the field, and obviously the referee likes to like to revel in it really. <laughs> imagine him going time. like do you think you're staying on yeah off you yeah, go. yeah yeah like that smirk I know you're going for early bath but I'm going to let you argue with everyone around you and then bang get off the field <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I just thought he was a red card really yeah Whiteman missing for three Evans missing for another two going to need uh, people to step up seven shots versus 18 on the night Luton only had three on target though it was an ugly point but like we say one we take now 14th Luton, all credit to them. You know, they've done really well, but they'd think watching that, they, these lot are fourth in the table and they're nothing incredible, are they? They're not like, no. I watch them and think, oh my word. Yeah, you know, they expect your playoff contenders or, well, they're in the playoffs, aren't they, really? You expect them to be clinical, if nothing else, and take the chances. I mean, their their away record is 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 also outstanding. They and they took over hours, didn't they? Yeah, they went they'd been in really third best. So it looks a really good point on paper after going down to ten or one nil down. But obviously, there's more context to that. But yeah, I completely agree. They didn't look bloody hell like these guys could be in the Premier League next season. I'd worry for them if they were. You look at their front line, like we said, it's just smart, isn't it? All permanence, Morris, Adebayo, Woodrow. And I think that's the type of stuff we want to see. Good signings, probably didn't cost much. Already mid-20s, just a well-run club, I think, Luton. Kind of example that you can still, in this day and age, with all the big money and stuff, you can still do it smartly and, and get up there. Yeah, they're, uh, it's, a, it's a, a model that we could do to have a look at and think maybe replicating, really. <clears throat> much plan for Hull? Uh, just driving, getting in and out of there. One thing's for sure, it's never dull in Hull. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be looking forward just to getting in and out of there, really, and hoping we can uh, turn up. That'd yeah. be nice. They're not going bad, to be fair, Hull, under a senior. Oh, no. But it's one of them. You're not going fear in Hull, are you? Got to go optimistic. Been decent on the road. Thousand plus fans going. See what we can do. Yeah, last year was a really good atmosphere as well. So hopefully it's uh, it's the same sort of cauldron. I know they were, they were in the bottom three at the time and we were kicking on towards the playoffs which might have added to the atmosphere but you know I'm expecting it to be pretty decent I think they get pretty decent home crowds and they're quite loud and, and always up for it at Hull so yeah it should be a, should be a decent day 
I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can uh, we can produce on the pitch and actually smile about something we're watching. Cheers, mate. Get some kip. Thank you very much. the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV you're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points result order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app are you in? at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.